0: Fuck politics.com Fuck 'em fuck em fuck em in the fucking fuck. Check. Checkers with the blind. Check. check.
1: Check, check, check. Checkers with the blind. Checkers with the blind. Check. Is that normal though? Is Monolithic that- slabber. <laughs> Is
0: that your normal speaking voice? Check, 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 check. I know it's it's weird, right? You checkers. Have to- I think this is my normal speaking voice. And, you know, distance from the mic and all that. Furniture. Yeah, I'm gonna stay right here. I think I'm gonna scoot it this way. Checkers. Checkers with the blonde. With my bad accent, it makes it sound like checkers with the blonde. Check. Checkers with the blonde. Gather round for a journey to the dimension of imagination. This is an invitation to have our zeal for creativity supersede our predilection to stifle it to make the inward outward, to turn on, tune in, and drop out. Welcome to the Family Den Theater. The Family Den
1: Theater is more of a hope than an idea. A hope that people are out there seeking beauty in a normal life, that our casual daydreams can be something more than forgotten. This podcast is for those ideas, supremely human and fleeting. Each episode, we will share stories and conversations, and not just our own. Our goal is to celebrate storytelling and all of its voices.
0: Let's now go to the family den. the uh, Zach Galifianakis uh, Comedians in Cars Getting com- okay, uh, Comedians in, in cars, cars Getting, getting coffee. coffee. Goodness gracious. That's hard to say for sure. Megan can't say it either. It's fine. Um, is there a theory that is out there about weight related to humor? I don't know if there's an official theory but I think
1: there's a undeniable uh, uh, Farley effect on, for some reason. Farley effect. Um... Farley falls under this category of a comedic powerhouse. The thing is, they have this physicality. Yeah. Um, there's a way that they move their body. That it's not that they're it is that they're chubby or overweight, but it's that they move their body they move in differently, this, and that is very the you know, Farley could do a cartwheel into a, you know, a pie, a somersault, into yeah, to a slip on a banana peel. stand back up again and run through a glass door still laughing and smiling and that was what made him not only would your grandmother laugh but your three year old niece would laugh Mm -hmm. you know it's just this universal um, ability to train you know it's no different than Buster Keaton figuring
0: out how to like outrun a train in this compelling way Yeah, I was thinking about the you know the that physical style of humor yeah Buster Keaton is a very good example I was thinking of the Three Stooges like, sure. I was thinking about, you know, they have this one silly bit that they do a lot where they'll get on the floor and, like, put one arm on the ground and spin around on the ground, like, with their feet. Like, yep. they're all... Yep, yep, I... Marx brothers did the the, the mirror. Marx, effect. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: It's physical.
0: Yes. Did you grow up like watching Not Three Stooges up. or anything? I grew Marx up. Brothers? I grew
1: up watching Three Stooges, and then I studied the Marx Brothers a little bit in college, quite
0: a bit with okay. Duck Soup, and wrote quite a few papers on the Marx Brothers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so my father was a big Groucho Marx fan. Yeah. So I watched uh, Duck Soup and Horse Feathers. Yeah. I didn't uh, see any until like, early twenties. Early 20s. yeah, I was very young. It's like very interesting. But it translate. That's the time to. That's a very good point, as Lauren has often talked about. Like, I love physical humor. Mm -hmm. I'm a dope. Like, for you know, you obviously know that I laugh. I laugh when I laugh, and I laugh hard when I laugh, Mm -hmm. and a lot of those hard laughs are for dumb shit. It works out to Holton's favor that I used to be a cheerleader, so I'm (laughs) extremely physical. Was that high school? Mm -mm. Late college. Yeah.
1: so late that you might not even call it cheerleading.
0: Or I might not even call it college. Ooh. Welcome back to Family Den Theater. Well, this Matt. is Matt and Holton. I don't know what episode this is because we don't know when this is coming out. That's fair. Uh, I don't know how long it's been since you've last heard from us. I don't know what time of year it is for you, what kind of mood you're in. Are you wearing pants? I mean, more than like, well, I mean, they could not be wearing pants specifically, right? Maybe They'd... wearing cargo shorts. That wasn't what I was thinking of. But I've been thinking about cargo shorts a lot. What about cargo shorts specifically have you been thinking of? We
1: were joking the other day at work. We have on Fridays, we can wear shorts. And uh, I made a joke that now that I'm 30, I recently hung up my my cargo shorts. Like,
0: oh, no, 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 okay. Go ahead. Sorry. You know what I mean?
1: Like, you know, like you're a varsity yep. player. You hit the most points. Right. It's time to hang up the cargo shorts and just leave them there. Right. So, So, yeah, I currently do not own any cargo shorts, and it is the first time since I was probably 10 years old that I do not own cargo
0: shorts. Okay, so I have a a cargo shorts statement. I think from the ages of 15 to 35, no Mm -hmm. male should be in possession or putting on of any cargo shorts, period. Full stop. I think that cargo shorts are for either A, children... B, dads. C, moms. I mean, you know. There has to be. What I'm saying is, I do not find pockets around the thighs Mm -hmm. to be plentifully um, attractive
1: on anyone. It's not that it's not attractive. You can. Yes, they are aesthetically disgusting, but I would say 35 is pushing it.
0: Depends on how many children you have, and I mean, think about it like this: is like you could have f- thirteen-year-olds at that point. No, no sweat. Right? As a as a heterosexual male
1: in a relationship with a female, oh, I have recently married. Married, married. married with a female married. female human. I have recently been made aware of how much. Bullshit is involved in female pants and how they have no pockets. It's not just pants. Everything they have no pockets. There's no space. Yeah, think about so. Think the about fact skirts that we have, and dresses. The fact that we pushed cargo shorts is masturbatory at best. Hey, you already have the biggest pockets in the game. Do you want more? It's it's a v- for your loose peanut butter and jellies and and loose change and Game
0: Boys and you're a grown-up. Some human in the 90s was obsessed with 40s style and looked back at our military uniforms and said, you know what? Sure. You know what we need is more pockets. Because in the 90s, your cell phone was as big as the Bible. Fair. Or you had a pager and, you know, uh, a Gideon's Bible. (laughs) Maybe two Gideon's Bibles. Hard angles. Yeah. You know, we needed that space.
1: Yeah, but this is also the same era that Arnold was pushing for the Hummers, and let's bigger, 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 bigger is more. Well, think about the key, like, the, I, the key rings
0: that you saw in the 90s. Yeah, janitors. Like, you were in charge of a school. Yes. Yeah. You had a three-pound weight yeah. in one of your pockets yeah. already.
1: Give me a minute, I'll find key. Clink, yeah. clink, clink.
0: clink. clink. Yeah, nope, you had not keys that for one.
1: everything. Yeah. Now you start your car and you not don't now, even need a key. Yeah, now my phone can turn the AC on in my car and play Spotify. Yeah, why would we need cargo shorts now?
0: We Unless. never needed...
1: Spoiler alert, I don't think we ever needed them. Because
0: women never had cargo shorts. They had low rider jeans that had oh, even less pockets. That, they didn't have cargo shorts, but they had cargo pants. Think of... No, yes, definitely. Think about... um Is that about Capri's? No, I'm talking about cargo pants. Think about some of the more goth aesthetic okay yeah no 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 yeah. that that was a that aesthetic is still partially back to some degree right is that the uh the big pants with the pockets on the uh on the knee thigh region those are popular again they cover they cover a lengthy boot it's true i don't know why at cargo the cargo shorts specifically i find bothersome it's it's bothersome.
1: I think there's a very real part of me that thinks, man, I wish I could still wear them. Mm. Because that's a be girl. Having that mm. much storage space is incredible. Yes, you are very useful. I was. But I, I hate I, myself for wanting them. Yeah. And no. I
0: totally get everyone shitting on them. I get it. I I was just thinking about you know last weekend uh, we were at a King Gizzard concert and. I needed to hold a couple of things yeah. for my wife because my because our wives can't our their pockets are the they size have, of thimbles. Yes, they don't have here. Them. Put your iPhone X in this because thimble. Because the, the pockets for them are about shaping the body and it's not about holding things. Bullshit. So, no, hashtag that, that, women.
1: Oh, I know. I agree. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just I'm trying to start a new campaign yeah. of hashtag women
0: need pockets. Women need pockets. They do. My wife has said on multiple occasions that every dress should have pockets. I don't know why every dress does not have pockets.
1: It's all a purse game. They're trying to sell purses. So do you think? that the dress people are in it with the purse people? I don't know. I think it's an under... I don't know. I, I think it maybe started that way and it's kept going. Really? It makes sense to me. It makes total sense to me 30, 40 years ago for them to get together.
0: The dress people are in it with the purse people.
1: But I get it, because they're probably being made by the same people. Like, well, if we put huge pockets in all these women's clothes, they're going to stop buying purses. Man, that sucks. Well, well welcome uh, back to Family <laughs> Now that we've just figured out clothing. Today's episode is about the elevator
0: pitch. What is the elevator pitch? What is it?
1: The elevator pitch is an idea. It is a paragraph that which you want to sell a story. And more specifically today, we are trying to sell. Our challenge that we put on ourselves today is to
0: pitch a television show. Okay, so what we're attempting to accomplish then is that In the next, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes, that you and I are going to come up with a small subset of text that we could espouse to someone, possibly, you know, some sort of television producer type, in an elevator that would accurately describe what would be our television show. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's like the the tweet of a show If yeah. you could tweet a show what would it be yeah it's just it, it, old school it was
1: the synopsis it was the your abstract yeah that you would have the first paragraph knock it out of the park you want people to keep going right and so you know you think of breaking bad you know a uh, chemistry teacher um, uh, recently diagnosed with stage four lung cancer all of a sudden starts just decides to sell meth to pay off the medical bills and pick up there. Right. That would be an elevator pitch for, you know, the, the, the show sells. you Your elevator pitch should be so good that the show sells itself. Right. Here's the kicker. We haven't thought about this at all. I have been actively, since we about half an hour ago tr- decided that this is what we're going to talk about. <laughs> I have been actively trying not to think about it because my brain is a TV brain. I'm always thinking about television. So I've been trying not to think of any ideas because I could probably come up with something but I have tried
0: to keep my brain very fresh for the next half right. hour. so as, as Matt was saying, the goal is to come up with something, yeah. something that we don't have yet. So the purpose of this is uh, for us to record a creative process on the fly. This is improv in a certain way. It is also problem solving. Improvising. You did have a problem with the word improv. As a callback you did have a problem with that. It's improvising. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we're attempting to do is start from scratch and end up at the finish line. Okay. With with a pitch. So, if we're going to talk about the state of television, Holton, no oh, fuck. All right,
1: yeah. You know enough to have I know anything. enough. And we're talking about enough. right now. We're yeah. not talking about history, yep. the future. Sure. Where, where do you think the state of television is at? Because we're going to pitch to this right. This this field, right? Where do you think television is at now? Um,
0: so for, excuse me, for narrative television, what I think about in terms of right now is we do have um, what I would say has inflected the rest of our societal artistic output uh we're currently flooded with recent nostalgia um mm. there is so much tv right now that is based off of recent nostalgia and by recent what, what is your 30 years uh yes less than i would say 20 years i think that you know 1989 from, on yeah yeah 1995 on mm. even i think that we are obsessed currently with basically 1995 to like Two thousand and five. I had that same
1: realization. I'm rewatching, uh, not rewatching. I'm actually uh, Megan, my wife, is rewatching Breaking Bad, and I'm currently watching Better Call Saul for the first time, which means the anyone that's ever seen it, which is a lot of people. Um, Better Call Saul start. It doesn't actually. It's not specific on the dates, but I had this moment where I'm like, Oh, there's no smartphones, right? Because it's going back, you know, right. presumably before Jesse and Walt and all this kind of stuff. So there's no cell phones. There's no mm-hmm. smart. I mean, there are smart. There are
0: cell phones, but there are no smartphones. Right, and it's. It's not going back to payphones, no. right? It's it's not going back to pagers even. No, it's going back to the flip, the flip, or the brick, the T nine, the the brick. I think about the brick so much, dude. I could I could type I could still type so fast on T nine if you needed to. Oh, uh, oh, T so, queerdy and T nine, and I was also more of a T nine user T9 than queer dude. I was but so fast. Query was actually faster because it it would anyways. Yeah. <laughs> God <laughs> save us from ourselves my god my god <laughs> I can't believe I just was talking about queerty anyways um recent nostalgia is all over television currently Stranger Things uh, yes um, uh, but what else besides Stranger Things would jump out at glow you? Oh, Buffy yeah. Twin Peaks like you can like Better Call Saul is a great example. Euphoria. Well, um, yeah. the, these are all like examples of like recent nostalgia. I think even about like Boyhood. That's not, not TV, clearly. Yet. I haven't seen Boyhood yet. Um, but the uh, like, um, are you required by Texas law to watch every Richard Linklater film? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. He should be. He's fantastic. Yes. By by independent Texas law, I am required to watch every Linklater movie. I am uh also required to watch uh every Matthew McConaughey tweet. Uh, well, I mean that that happens naturally, doesn't it? I think mm, I have lots of feelings lots about that. Lots of feelings. No, I am required uh to watch um uh, Dazed and Confused once a year.
1: Oh, that's such a good one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. I I do think we are
1: in this resurgence of... Recent nostalgia. Yeah, recent. I think that's a really good point. We're not even near early 80s, mid-80s. At best, we're at late 80s. Yes. At best. Yes. Of where we are currently obsessed with. And I think season three of Stranger Things illuminates that to a very heightened, obvious point. Um, Even it one and two... Um, because it one, they they bumped the story forward a yep. little bit in the book. It one would have taken place in the fifties, huh? But in the movies, they bumped it up to the eighties. Book movies, what's going on here? So in the book version oh, Stranger of, things, oh, I'm sorry. In the book version of it.
0: Oh. It, 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 oh. Oh. It, okay. It, All right.
1: It, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. It, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about recent nostalgia. Um, it. Yeah. That's a it. great example of recent uh, nostalgia. It. In the book. It, part one, would have, would have theoretically taken place in the 50s. So the book was written. I got you. yeah, yeah, The kids yep. were growing up in the late the 50s, and then it jumped yeah. 27 years later yep. to the 80s. Totally. But for the film, they bumped that whole I
0: got you. filter 30, forward. 30 years, yeah. And the, the movie picks up with the oh. 80s and jumps to now. Recent nostalgia. Top Gun. The yep. next Rambo movie. Yeah. Um... Yeah, their recent nostalgia is crazy powerful. Right so you're now. saying you want to pitch a recent? nostalgia? Nope. <laughs> nope. For all of those that know me, know how much recent nostalgia pisses me off. Okay. Um, I, I'm fine with that too. I. Uh, so my nostalgia is is always for strange uh, strange things, right? Is that I I have previously in my life um, lionized. Uh, the beat generation and the generation... Lionized? Lionized? No, I'm not doubting you. I've never heard that before. Okay. What does that mean? As in, um, you know deified in a certain okay. way. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Lionized,
0: lionized the Beat Generation. Carry yeah, on. Yeah, I've I've lionized the Beat Generation and the immediate uh, fictional ge- the immediate fiction generation that came right after them, I would include Hunter uh, S. Thompson that generation. Yeah, I would include Hunter S. Thompson and someone like Kurt Vonnegut in that generation as well, even though they're not connected by um, distance or narrative, they are connected by time. Um, and by spirit. I would And by, would spirit. Think by spirit. Definitely. By but yeah, that uh, that time in journalism and fiction and nonfiction writing in the world, uh, late 50s, early 60s, uh, mid-60s, I find to be plenteous. And then when we go into the, the late 60s and early 70s, um, you know, the post-sci-fi uh, fiction explosion is uh, still kind of permeating throughout uh, novels at the time. You know, so,
1: okay, let's put it in a year. Let's, okay. let's
0: pitch our show in a year.
1: I like that. Uh, I, I, I am one hundred percent on board with this post. Okay. Ninth, late fifties, right. early sixties. Let's give it a year. Okay. This is um, pre
0: JFK. Uh. The well, sixty-three. And so you're thinking about this in terms of a scene, and I'm thinking about this more in terms of things that I'm inspired by. Okay. Then what are you thinking? Okay. So drive the boat because I like where you're going. Okay. Where I'm going is this. Is unfortunately um, there have been. I wouldn't say similar ideas that have kind of crept into the, the cultural lexicon, but maybe ideas that echo some of the things that I'm thinking about. Um, a story that has kind of sat into my brain that I think would be possibly better served as um, a TV series than a short story or a novel that I had previously been thinking about is um, I have conceptualized of a story in which um, there is an alien society. Okay, we can start there. Um, So we're already in good space, right? Talking about aliens. That fits with the current cultural lexicon. Um, An an intelligent alien society where they are monitoring the galaxy and or the universe for other intelligent species. In this monitoring, What they do is they attempt to, when they find a quote-unquote intelligent species or an intelligent series of beings, that they attempt to uh, make contact in the way that the people or um, beings of the place or planet uh, communicate in most frequently. So, what I am thinking about is, what if there was a group of sentient aliens that were monitoring the galaxy for intelligent life, and they found Earth. The method that they would choose to communicate with Earth then would be Twitter. <laughs> so so I'm, an imag- I'm imagining that an alien from outer space hovering somewhere around the Earth says, I'm going to cre- create a Twitter account, and I am Bob the Alien. We know nothing else is that Bob the Alien creates a Twitter account, and that's how he's enacting with the people of Earth.
1: Okay. I'm totally on board with that. So then my. Th- okay. So then what does. There has to be something that Bob does that would. So go ahead. Yep. No, I'm just like my thought would be how does Bob prove, either prove or intrigue humans enough to think, oh shit, he might actually be an alien because Twitter is a fucking garbage shit right. show of right, right.
0: Is fucking a, shit. Is it a heap of BS. Yeah. Um so when I'm you know I many Bob the aliens yeah. are already <laughs> exactly, fucking on. Twitter. Exactly, right, right? That's yeah. the that's part of it to me. Is the way that I'm so thinking the hitch of, of the
1: first episode would be Bob proving that he might actually be an alien.
0: Is going back even further than that. Is saying, okay, we need to introduce Bob first. So who is Bob? So Bob to me is Bob's a new Bob's a new person on the job, so to speak. And the job is verifying and finding intelligent other beings in the galaxy. And they're like, ah, uh, look, Earth pinged again. Can you believe this? Let's send Bob. Let's send the new guy over there. He's going to love this. It's Captain Woods. Yeah. He's going to go over there and be like, man, they're still full of crap over there. They don't know what they're doing. They're not ready yet. We don't need to talk to them. But we send Bob, right? And Bob, who's green, knows nothing uh, sees Earth and is like, oh well, look, they're they're communicating with each other in a telekinetic way. Um, messages are telekinetic. That's weird. Yeah, messages are being transmitted instantaneously. Yeah, and you can access them anytime you like for as long as that you would like. So there is an advancement, right? Mm-hmm. That to a new theoretical um, outside civilization observer would be like, they're advanced. They're great. Here we go. I'm going to make contact, and would discover then maybe second episode that oh, guess what? Their means of contact is Twitter. And we end the second episode with him creating a Twitter handle. Hmm.
1: See, again, this is where Holton and I would divert. (laughs) And I want to push everything forward. I would say within the first 10, 15, 20 minutes of the first episode, you would already have him thinking about Twitter. Right. Um, but that's just because I know television. I know how fucking fast it has to move right now to be relevant. Yeah, I, um, and that's a very. Few sh- there are some shows that do take their time, but like you're talking about Breaking Bad, opened with Walter White standing on a dirt road in his underwear, listening to the police sirens mm. coming in a broken down RV, mm. pointing a gun, ready to fucking die. But then we we'll, go. you cut. We go backwards. True,
0: that's a cold open. But yeah, we go Even backwards. the cold open. The episode still yeah. ends In the, with him at right the back end there. Of, at the end of, really, right, the second episode is he has cancer and he's going to die. Yeah. Right? That's, yeah. The, we're we're yeah. there at that point. I totally like this. I'm just trying to think of, like... No, you, you have a very good point there of that the best... Like, one of my favorite television shows right now that is a part of the current cultural lexicon, whether people are watching it or not, is the television show Barry. And Barry is exactly like you were talking about in the way that it burns storylines. Move, move, and, move, and, and, move. But even, they burn storylines faster than any TV show I have ever seen. And I will probably love it. Yes. they all about They it. just, they come yep. up with an idea and they Go. burn it immediately. Yep. And I don't think that. Mm. Yeah. I'm, it's tough. Yeah, I this uh, crud. No, it's still a great
1: idea. I'm not displaying your. No, idea. no, no, no. It's not about the. idea. That, that is the atmosphere that
0: we're in. A little but, bit of a television. Uh, show. Right. It's not about the idea, and yeah. that's that's no, the I'm other point I of, the of this. Yeah, Bob the Alien. Uh, it's not about the idea. It's it's about how can we make this into a television show that people can that yeah, people and, want and to watch.
1: This was my thought. Was there, for most of the time for modern television, there would be one more. Hitch, there would be something else that Bob has to fight. Some Bob times, has to like, then fall in love with a human. Uh, that's
0: the that's the that's a layup. Yep. Um, but don't we have to have a layup though if we're going to have an esoteric storyline like this? Like, yes, but don't necessarily have to be
1: love. It could be well, he, the, he lands in a stoner's house played by Josh Gad type
0: okay, character, sure. and they become buddies. You know, but we did that already exists. Yeah. Right. Paul. I know that exists. Yeah, I know. I was um, thinking about Paul, uh,
1: but well, uh, ET. You know, it's all the same. We're all we're all vibing on the same. Well, but there's nothing wrong with that but either.
0: There, I think you know the one of the weirdest television shows that I can think of that was network successful is The Good Place, mm-hmm. and they use love as their plot device, right? Um, yeah, and I was thinking about that. Well, so, if, in your
1: mind, what would be Bob's driving force? What would why does he already have an affinity for
0: Earth? Has he always he been defending know. Earth? Nope. Nope. Bob is new, right? Bob knows nothing about the rest he's of the guys. He's the galaxy. new hormone monster, and and <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So to speak, It's like um, he is a part of a team of alien so he's workers. Eager. He's eager yes. to be here. He's he's earnest. He's excited he's to be earnest. Yeah. Um, so he's uh, he's taking on this new job, right? And this is a very uh, this is a uh, a very prized position where you get to uh, you know come across the galaxy and you're investigating new cultures and new societies and new civilizations. It's like Star Trek in reverse.
1: What if if Bob has been, what if there would be a funny hitch of if Bob has and his aliens are actually wildly out of the loop and the last thing they heard from them was like the 1950s, but they land in the 80s and 90s. And so he walks, he, he lands on Earth thinking it's, you know, War of the Worlds. Hitler, right, right. post-war, America booming, Europe in ruins,
0: <laughs> But see, and it's like 91 right. or something. My whole thing is that even at that point then that I don't think that an outside alien observating entity would have considered the 50s to be a time to say, True. oh look, they're intelligent, I'm going to come to Earth. True. I'm more of thinking that, hey... The, the now new, that we are our newer technology that allows us to communicate over the course over the entire world, that is literally the foundation of basically every science fiction yarn ever. Is that you can instantly transmit ideas. So, period.
1: So the episode, so the story would start would be with two aliens trying to create a Twitter account. I mean, it could be. <laughs> it says that we need a current email address. <laughs> 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 and so, so my brain still goes like Duplass Brothers, which is like uh, these mm. these guys that are very good okay. about making small yeah. dramas yep. big. Yep. That's their big thing, you know, yes. like Jay and Mark are yep. so obnoxiously good at this. And so my brain immediately goes like, okay, let's, let's you know, one of the first things that the, the Duplass Brothers ever broke out on was a a short film that they made of a guy trying to record his uh, his, his voicemail on his phone and getting obsessed with how it sounds and, like, yeah. these small human moments. So my brain, if huh. I'm being transparent, goes, okay, let's take these aliens and let's try them. Let's open a very rough, cold open
0: of them trying to create a Twitter account. so and failing, you'd be like, what the fuck? Ah, and so that's why they send in Bob. Yeah, sure, maybe yeah, they yeah, can't yeah. do it. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great idea is that we start with this idea that um, these aliens who's, uh, part of their job is to investigate and find other civilizations. They find Earth and they say, ah, I can't figure out how to interact with these things. Yeah. So oh 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 let's send Bob. Uh but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's send the new guy. Let's send Bob. Yeah, Bob. Hey Bob, come over here. And But Bob needs to be the butt of the joke for his people. Oh, exactly. So you're immediately So the audience
1: is immediately on his side. Yes. But yes. you love you have to it's Wally a little bit where Wally is not the butt of the joke, but Wally has been left behind. Wally's right. still doing something. Yep. That everything that's antiquated. That every yeah everybody according to who would be in Wally's world would say why are you still building these towers why totally. are you still meshing these yep. making these blocks on this planet that's been forgotten you gotta move on yep. but Wally still believes in what he's doing so yeah Bob has to be the hero yeah and Bob... but it is a bit Paul it is a bit E.T. but I don't I don't that doesn't bother me because Paul was stealing from not stealing they literally had Spielberg in the fucking movie.
0: Yeah. So it's it's very obvious that it is a ET thing. Well, and it's not I again the way that the story is centered in my mind is completely different, right? Because it's not centering around an alien trying to get home. There's exactly. no there's no aspect of, "Oh, I accidentally came here." You there, could we could do that. That's boring to me. Yeah. It's like that uh, there is Okay. Soapbox Okay, guys, let's be real. If there is a sentient set of beings out there that are capable of space travel, they're not gonna fucking crash land on Earth. There's nothing the fuck around here, guys, nothing. There is no reason, no reason for any being that is capable of space travel to crash land on Earth, period. Holton just uh, took his pants off.
1: and he whirled them around his head like he just won a high school football game. (laughs) He's right, though. I mean... Anyways, anyways, okay, so back to Bob. Bob the alien. Bob. What? Okay, um, so if we're going to pitch it, then... So the initial conflict is we cannot his Bob's people cannot communicate with Earth. They have to send somebody for this fucking planet that they've been hearing about for mm-hmm. years. They really don't want to fucking deal with it. They Earth. don't want to deal with because they, it because it seems seen, like a pile of shit. They've seen some of it. It's yep. bullshit. They're nowhere near space travel. They're nowhere near so. Yep. One they, thing that I think about. They is, don't even have a central government. Exactly. So something that I think about a lot when it comes to space travel and science fiction and whatnot. For the Star Trek universe, yep. the only time that a first contact is created is for intergalactical. Once they hit that, that they point, get, they once they so uh, first contact is a great fucking movie. Everyone should oh, watch first, first contact.
0: It's a very good it's movie.
1: It's a great fucking movie. It is a great that fucking a sci-fi movie. movie, and it is a great Star Trek movie. That is a good movie. And they go back to the first day, planet Earth. Yeah. The he Cochrane. ever one of the built Star
0: Trek movies. He Cochran
1: built the 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 yeah. the spaceship that did. I don't know what the word is. Uh, inner, uh, I guess inner like the their hyperdrive. Yeah, they built a hyperdrive coil that worked. Right. That is the day that you step in with the planet. That's the first day the Vulcans came down and said, right. "Hey, we're yeah. the Federation. Welcome yep. to the Federation." That is the only time. Otherwise. Anytime in Star Trek history, anytime in our Star Trek's television show, they would always go down onto the planet as the aliens and right. not break character, right? And not divide their story, right? Back. Yeah. So sure, let's take Bob there. At first contact. So I don't know. That's the part that I'm confusing. Is like, does Bob? So no. So okay, let's back. I think up. Bob would kind of go incognito. Let's
0: back up. Right? Is that? Um... They're trying if, to make a Twitter account. That's where you right. have to. Let's, let's back. Okay, so let's start there. Is that they can't make these normal alien workers trying to investigate new civilizations across the galaxy. What if they try to call Comcast and try to get like. Like they're yeah. trying to get their internet set up. Like fucking Wh- shit. <laughs> what, what's your address? Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What What's your address? Um, I'm. I'm about uh, 35,000 miles uh, away from uh, Mars at this point. Yeah. I'm I'm getting close to being the gravitational field, you know what I'm saying? And as just What's know, the no. light
1: years to miles? <laughs> yeah, you
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch, right, shut the right, fuck up. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So we get Bob, right? We get Bob. Bob is our he's our um, he's our hero. He's our in a way an audience avatar. Yes, he, yes, yes, yes. You have to have one. So Bob comes uh, Around the orbit of Earth and he creates his own Twitter handle Um, and what it doesn't matter what Bob's Twitter handle is no um, but the hook right has to be that that Bob is this eager earnest being attempting to interact with human civilization through Twitter and what does that yield Yeah. What happens to society when a being that continually claims that they're alien in life and coming from some other space says, this is who I am and I want to talk to you guys and know who
1: you are. So again, pushing it forward, again, I'm always going to heighten the conflict. Push it forward. Push it forward. Where can we burn it? Burn it, burn it, burn it, burn it. In my mind, the episode ends... Episode one? Yep. Episode one ends (sighs) with... Somehow, planet Earth understanding that Bob is actually a fucking alien,
0: cut it, roll to black. Okay. Okay, Episode two. So then, episode two is all about governmental reaction.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. Bob Gover- Transcending actually dinged something Governmental like Governmental reaction. Like, yeah. yeah, you,
0: have, you w- have Bob
1: transferring into the stratosphere, and then you cut to a base that 5,000 miles, hitting a ping on
0: their fucking radar. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Episode 2 has to all be about how um, the systems that govern our world would react yeah. to... A sentient being coming from outer space and the answer would be mixed right is um, From all across the world the answer would be mixed not just even in our own nation is that Whether it's uh, a nation like Spain um, That says, you know, what is our what is our reason really to interact with this being? Yeah um, To maybe a nation like China saying What can we learn? What can we gain? What are we doing? What's the purpose? just thinking about all of that being displayed in a comedic way of um, how can we show a government in like Spain or somewhere, a small country in the Mediterranean and their attitude towards this being that came from outer space. It's like, ah, come, you know, come, come enjoy our culture, our planet. Um, But otherwise, you know, I I don't really, I don't know what you're giving us. Right. Um, And then another government saying, oh, this is an opportunity for us. Yep. And pitching that, uh, having that be... That's something that we talked earlier about Arrival. On, yes, not yes. earlier yes. on the yes. pod, but earlier in real
1: life, we were talking about Arrival. Yep. And that's Great something movie. that they talk a lot about was the inter- international
0: uh, diplomatic ways yeah. that we would have to yeah. govern a interstellar right. communication. Yeah, totally. And again, like I think of everything very slow, and you think of everything very fast. Well, here's the thing. My big thing as end your first episode
1: on a huge step forward. Okay. And then episode two, back. take it back if you want. Sure. Push it forward. Push it forward as far as you ever thought it might yeah. go. Because then you can backpedal and go from there. Yeah, it does dig you into a hole. But here's the thing. If we're talking about television, we're talking about advertising, and we're talking about That's advertising, important. we're talking about eyes on the screen, and yep. we're talking about eyes on the screen, you have to yep. heighten the conflict to beyond the point of yep. you have to the, you have to end people with their pants off and their shirt off and being like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, where did I go just now? And then they go, oh, well, I'm going to come back because I don't know how my pants got off, but I'm going to watch it again. Right. And maybe you can, maybe mm. you can't. That's up to you as the writers. That's a very good point, though, but we're not talking about movies. we're not talking about television. we're not talking about a book. If we're not about tele if we're talking about television, that is the way I write television. Yeah, push it forward. i I'm still in that lost Battlestar Galactica camp of push it. you said the l word. Nah, I don't give a shit about Lost. I know, I know. Um, But we're talking about uh, the reason I brought up Lost and the only thing I'm going to say about Lost the only thing I'm going to say about Lost is that they have one of the best pilots of any television show ever. That is factually correct. Yeah, that anybody would agree with that is one of
0: the best pilots of all time. I don't give a shit about the rest of the show. No, I agree. Incredible pilot. I agree. Um, Um, But if I'm thinking about what episode two is it's well, it's we don't have to... Work. Yeah, It's showing a governmental reaction. But I'm yes. more of thinking about it in... So how do we pitch? I'm not thinking about in, you know, one, episode one, episode two, episode three. I'm more of thinking about it in the, sentin- in the thought process of that episodes like one through four or one through three are the first part. So what do you call it? What do you want to name it? Bob the of? Alien. I mean, no, no, that's a shitty title.
1: It's not a shitty title. Uh, um, there is a really great Amazon Kindle audiobook series called Bob... It's about an artificial life form that I'm worried about. It doesn't at all. Right. No. I don't, Again, I'm always scanning I don't have... The, <laughs> yeah, title. A title is very um, important
0: for this particular it's, thing. It is and it
1: is. Not for the elevator pitch. It's not. Um, well, no, but... So the elevator pitch, that's the thing.
0: It doesn't... The title doesn't the, have to be I think Kirk. the elevator pitch has already kind of been written for this one. Yeah. I think we're honestly past the elevator pitch in a certain way. Is that um, the elevator pitch is, right? And help me with this, but the elevator pitch is uh, there is a civilization of sentient beings outside of Earth that monitor the galaxy for intelligent life. They find life on Earth and they decide the best form of communication is Twitter. They send a nubile um, representative to contact Earth And the story ensues.
1: Yeah. Uh, If I was... If I kind of... Yeah. Yes. That. If I was to... If I was to to piggyback off that, I would think um, Elevator Pitch would be... um, This is a TV show about the humankind's Twitter... Sorry. His cat is attacking me. Yeah. That's normal. um, Bagheera. Um... Twitter has finally reached outer space.
0: Right, is that uh,
1: welcome to? We open on a sentient human life that has been monitoring the psychosphere of the planets <laughs> of the of the universe. They've been hearing about Earth for years. They're tired of it. Um, they're finally going to send a representative down to human planet, even
0: though they think that that will be fruitless. It's a
1: waste of time. Send Bob. Bob's the worst. Send Bob. We all hate
0: Bob. <laughs> They hate Bob. We, as the human audience, actually love Bob. Yes, because Bob is earnest. Bob is has full of of nothing except for a new perspective, Yeah, which is something that we honestly have a hard time with and mm. something that would view Earth through the eyes of wonder, cool. I think yeah. could provide a I think lot that's actually of something, content, yeah.
1: quote-unquote. I think that's something that Paul... And, I mean, obviously, if you're on talking of Paul, you have to with E.T. E. T. E. T. Yeah. Or, I mean, Reese, nothing, the Reese's Pieces scene is, like... I um, wasn't thinking about that. Yes, the Reese's Pieces scene. I was thinking of E.T. with the Lazy Boy. Oh, sure, yeah. That's a, a very good very example It's a very tiny well. scene of him touching yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Launching open and him being uh, like, what? Yeah. Yes,
0: that is... That's very, a very good point uh, as well. so You
1: can go back to wall uh, wally
0: to Obviously, With the, yeah. With the, yeah. There's Many there's, iconic there's, scenes of beings from other places interacting with... Uh, Items on earth with wonder, and that's the type of thing that I want to cultivate from Bob, but not for that to be about things, to be about the 240 characters of Twitter. Yes. Of what yes. does this snark even mean? How do I know if it's sarcasm? If it's The sarc- show has- so he, he has to be introduced to sarcasm is something else that I would like, is that Bob needs to not know what sarcasm is, and that, you know what? Something that Bob will also have to interact with is copycats of Bob. Other people creating Bob the Alien handles saying, I'm Bob the Alien. That's not Bob the Alien. I'm Bob the Alien. So why don't we
1: fictionalize Twitter, fictionalize the creation, and go back to the first day the show actually would start, would be the first time that Twitter, quote, unquote, Twitter, we'll fictionalize Twitter, we'll call it whatever we want to fucking call it, and we'll fictionalize the first day the two dudes in their fucking college room come up with Twitter, Bob shows up. Why? Because that's the first day humans ever started cr- talking to each other. But you have to, so like, oh. the reason I only say that is because the Star Trek movie First Contact goes back to the first day Cochrane ever even
0: visualized these interspace travel. But what the aspect that I really enjoy about the alien interaction with Earth, one of them is that they're is a laissez faire attitude that is being taken about Earth and the people of Earth is that we can't fucking figure it out and we can invent Twitter all we want, but the actual people people is the wrong word the beings that have watched Earth for a while they see Twitter and they think this doesn't get them anywhere, sure, but you and And for Bob to come in with the reverse viewpoint, I think, really can make that more poignant. The reverse viewpoint being... That, oh, this Twitter thing is valuable. So, I think that if you go back to the Twitter invention, then you... The audience would need to be in... Then you remove a little bit of the aspect of Earth being, um missing something and lacking something that that Twitter actually did put us into a new stratosphere where I, you know, that's not my personal viewpoint. I don't know. But it did. It did. But maybe yeah,
1: I know what you mean. So my thought would be we would open, the cold open would be two dinguses in their college dorm rooms coming up with Twitter and then all of a sudden a alien Not open. Bob. Maybe not. Not Bob. Yeah. Maybe not, not Bob. It's a cold open. Who gives a shit? Right. Yeah. Maybe not Bob pops into their living room and goes, whatever, and then you fade to black for opening credits and go from there.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, he comes into the living room, and um, after we fade to black, we come back to them uh, with him in the living room or whatever, some shit like that, and um, he, the alien in question, that is not Bob, figures out that, oh, these beings are not ready for this type of technology. Yeah. Is that in the interaction between... X being and X people that created Twitter, that the being figures out that oh shit they're not ready for this is we'll will keep an uh, uh, an eye on I, them a legit cult opening meaning the cult opening does not touch the overarching right. narrative right done okay pitch it here you go okay <clears throat> okay um, elevator pitch is as follows uh, the story Bob the Alien is about a boot. <laughs> It's Canadian. You know what the the joke is?
1: If this show got picked up, it would be fucking shot in Canada or Atlanta. That's it.
0: Vancouver. Vancouver or Atlanta. That's it. We're shooting this in Vancouver. Don't worry. You can make Vancouver or Atlanta look like anywhere. (laughs) It's a boot, um, a sentient race of beings from another planet or area or galaxy that is monitoring the rest of space for intelligent life forms. They find uh, that Earth has become quote unquote intelligent. At the invention of Twitter, and at this invention of Twitter, um, the planet or the Earth civilization is investigated and found wanting. Later, when it pings again, uh, that the same type of thing is happening. Um, this alien society sends a an earnest nubile representative to make contact with Earth, and hilarity and or chaos ensues. And that is the pitch. Um, I here's I thought. here's. I have to say something first. No,
1: no, please.
0: I've cheated. Um, This is a story that I have had for like a year. Cheater! This was something that I pitched to you when we first started talking about the pod, was the story. Here's something that I I cheated.
1: That's fine. Here's something I had in my head now that we have that out.
0: (laughs) Um, Considering you yelled into the mic and my cat ran away. Yeah, I also wanted, well, that was to, I also the, wanted to get him away from me. <laughs>
1: that was probably the Because that's the, the one thing I know that I can get my cats away from me is just scream. Yeah. And yep. they're like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to leave. Nope. yep. Yeah. Um, here's something that I thought about as you were telling this story was it would be really funny to have, again, You, the audience may or may not be listening at this point, um, I am in a Vince Gilligan headspace. Uh, yeah. So I he sure. also feeds me in a very, very nutritious way. I yep. love it. Yep. Breaking Bad just yep. nourishes every part of my yep. uh, creative brain. So I am in a very heightened state of creativity. So my brain goes back to, okay, let's tighten it down to small, 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 small. You open with a dude, just some guy or girl, I don't give a shit, um, open some person waking up. They're hungover as shit. They're uh, crawling out of bed. Twitter's a brand new thing. You have this maybe minute, two minutes of them opening up, making breakfast, uh, staring out the window, watching squirrels, whatever small, tiny moments that Vit Gilligan loves to set up his opening monologues and his opening moments. And then all of a sudden you have, you have them opening up their phones, opening up Twitter, this brand new thing, and saying, man, I really want tacos. Send. For some reason, <laughs> that when he hits send, that is the Twitter right, that right, goes right. to space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would yeah. the exact moment you have this tiny person, a nobody person, that maybe yeah. comes back and being ends up right. being one of your main characters. He sends, man, no. I really want tacos. Not he even. hits send. Right. All of a sudden, we cut to space, interspeller, whatever, right. and this alien opens up their weird device that is communicating with Earth. And you see, man, I really want tacos. What the fuck? This is from Earth. Cut to fade to black. Roll it. Right. Yeah. I.
0: To me, the story, the whole story is filled with those moments yeah. of um, even someone tweeting, man, I can't believe that I had to get up and get in the car and go to work today. You can make it
1: whatever. And right.
0: he does it all and the time. He does it all the time. Bob yeah. the Alien snaps his fingers and the guy doesn't have to yeah. get up and go to work. He wakes up and he's at work. Uh, it just random stuff like that. I... I think of this story in itself as more of an exercise of how um, silly we are with our desires and displaying them for everyone, for the entire world. But that's, you know, I'm a very strange person and I don't have any He's social literally media. literally wearing a tutu right now. I am wearing a tutu, uh, cargo tweet. shorts underneath, and... <laughs> Um, I don't have any social media and you won't be able to find me Um, so that, a lot of that is how I came up with this
1: you can find me at (laughs) Family Den Theater on Instagram you can also hit me up at (laughs) Family Den Theater at gmail.com and I believe we are also on Twitter at Family Den Theater I am the social media person so please,
0: I am talk to Matt (laughs) don't talk to me no, I, I, I don't know. This. That is the. Yeah, we're good. Are we?